Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 32. This is called, I guess we're going to call this the Ash Dragon Edition. <laughs> I've been uh, raced all weekend, Labor Day weekend, and then had a big track all the way home. I was up about 32 hours straight and drove all the way home and got home uh, Monday at noon. And my ass is still dragging, I'm not going to lie, but uh, that's part of it. It's part of what we do. We got to come home here for a few days and uh, head back to Dodge City. Maybe we can go see Wyatt Earp in Dodge City. I bet you didn't even think about that one, did you? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know what Dodge City is? Nope. There's a racetrack there. The OK Corral <laughs> and... No, I don't You know. never knew anything about history. I don't... Yeah, history is not my strong suit. Hmm. For sure. Well, anyway, uh, I'm sure you can tell me all about it on the way there. Headed to Dodge City, Kansas this week for the uh, two-day outlaw race there. And then guess what? We get to come back home and see all the fans and friends. And pretty sure it's going to be a little overwhelming at Lawton with uh, all of you guys. But uh, looking forward to seeing everyone. Super excited about Lawton. I've invited every friend and family member, and I think they're showing up. Well, guys, we're working on a T-shirt trailer situation. Uh, I do not have a T-shirt trailer, but we're trying to get all that rigged up where we can have the T-shirt trailer at Lawton and uh, at Devil's Bowl to uh, sell merchandise because the fans are not allowed in the pits. And uh, with the contract that I signed with the World of Outlaws, I have to have a trailer or a van or something to sell out of. You can't sell right off a table with a tent or out of totes or whatever so i don't know we're gonna have some kind of finagled contraption contraption of some (laughs) sort to to sell merch so be sure and go over and see sarah she'll be over uh selling that stuff and uh i'll probably be there early enough that uh, i can be out and sign some autographs but looking forward to doing that and uh but first first of all you know i guess we could say um got rob hart now as a crew chief uh on the 2c team and feel like we're really gelling a lot, learning a little bit from him and getting my ass ate out quite a bit too, but that's all right. I need it. Um, but more more than anything, just uh, trying to relieve some of the pressure off me and basically uh, calm me down because I guess uh, from the last couple of weeks of him uh, chewing on my butt a little bit, I guess I'm just uh, actually doing doing too much overdriving the car. So, well, that being said, um, you know, just working on myself and trying to be better, do my job better. Yep, that's good. I don't know that anything he said to you has stuck quite yet, but from my observation of your race this past week, but for your well, races, that was... I'm glad that at least the words are getting in your brain, whether it's like absorbing, I'm not seeing that, but... I'll just give it to you straight. Well, well, Sioux Falls, you know, it's always good good to get to go there, and, and uh, it's back on the schedule now. And Todd's, 
you know, that's a great facility. Uh, there was a lot of money spent at, at that place to make that uh, one of the premier uh, facilities. I almost feel like it's like almost like a Bristol uh, for the NASCAR side of things, you know, for the dirt car. It almost feels, for me, I don't know why, but it just has that vibe. I don't know. But uh, need to do something. If Todd, if you're listening, need to do something about that pit area. There's no grandstands. And so it's really tough for uh, the teams to watch the races unless you go in the infield and you still can't see it all. So if you're listening, maybe that's something that uh, that place definitely needs. But hopefully you're hearing this. That's, that's your constructive criticism? Yeah, everything else is good. I yeah. mean, um, great facility. Just tough to see the track from from a driver or a pit crew standpoint right. because you have to go into the infield. So uh, just – I don't know, just something I'm thought. Just thoughts. Yep, thought. Okay. But always love going there. You know, it's been a little few, quite a few years. They said it had been four years since the Outlaws had been there. I don't know if that's everybody. But. And I'm pretty sure if, uh, I'm pretty sure we were there at the last race, but I'm not 100% sure. But seemed to run well the, on the normal um, deal at Houston. You know, I've won a race. I've only won one race at Houston. So, but, uh, you know, never really went there a lot, lot, but it was a Sunday night show and, uh, Sunday nights put me a long way from home, so didn't really go there that often. So would you like your stats from this past weekend? <clears throat> well, if you have to give them, I guess so. Okay. So it was a Saturday-Sunday race. On Saturday, you qualified 25th, and I have commentary here. So Saturday, they did combined qualifying, and then Sunday, they broke it up in groups. Is that because of the track conditions? No, they added cars. More cars came. Okay. And I want to say 38 cars is split qualifying, 37 is not. Okay, thank you for that answer. So you qualified 25th and a combined everybody qualified together. Your heat race, you were were in the first heat race starting 7th, you finished 7th. And I think they took 5. And so then that put you 6th in the B and you finished 6th in the B. And that was your night. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's go back uh, to qualifying. You know, we... We, uh, I thought we laid down a pretty good lap, but still we're a few tenths off and uh, just got to get our better. You know, I keep saying that every week, every week that we got to qualify better, and we definitely do. We just haven't stumbled onto what I'm doing wrong there and or what we're doing wrong as a team. But we're definitely working on that part of it because we know we have to qualify better to race better. So with that being said, uh, just not getting that done. And then the heat race started seventh, finished seventh. Really, uh, first heat, drew the first heat again. And I always say this, but the first heat is the toughest heat because it's the fastest And group. that heat was killer. That I was a had dash. It saved on my phone. But, I mean, it was like Larson and Brad and, I mean. Yeah, it was a it dash. Was it was a dash. A monster. But um, I didn't move around as much. I felt like I should have because running seventh. But I did not want to give up another spot and finish eighth by moving around too much because I didn't, you know, they took five. Now, if I was sixth and was working on fifth, maybe I'd moved around more. But I was just kind of hanging on there for seventh and didn't want to do anything stupid because if I finish eighth, that moves me back two rows for the B main. Yeah, and you're not getting in the top four. From so I wanted to back, make sure that. You got fin- a fighting chance. Yeah, so just kind of laid in there at seventh and just finished seventh and then. In the B main, we, uh, you know, we got to a transfer spot there in fourth, and that a late caution, green white checker restart with, with uh, 
Oh, heck. I can't even think of her name right now. I just drew a blank. Paige. Paige Polyak. Right. And on the start of the race, she kind of got squirrely on the start off of four and got me checked up a little bit. And then at the cone, she was plumb sideways. And I knew I needed to be on the bottom of one and two, but she was so screwed up and she was headed towards the bottom that I thought I'd rip the lip and get by her or whatever. And and out of hindsight, I should have just did, just should have just followed her around the bottom and probably would have transferred. But when I ran the top, the top wasn't very good and and uh, let Sammy and Linton Jeffrey um, put some moves on me and get by me. Actually, they got by me and her. So took us both out of the feature and end up running six. But uh, just horrible because you know we 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 were right there and the car was good enough to be in the show uh, and just messed up. So. That was a driver error, but, uh, you know, those are the things I'm working on. I've got to quit making so many mistakes. And for some reason this year, I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes in the car, but I feel like when you're behind the eight ball, you try too hard. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Just getting comfortable with your place in the series and comfortable with the car and everything as that comes together, hopefully the confidence and the. Well, it's just one of those deals that's hard. Calmness in your mind. It's, uh, you know, when you're used to racing and winning races and at least competing up front, and then you don't. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty hard on the old mind and the old confidence level. But we're building on that and we're you learning. Can so it. I'm uh, not down too much. Like I say, the good thing is Rob's along now and takes a big big burden off me and and. Uh, happy about that so so before we go on to your stats for sunday let's talk about that saturday a feature i ended up watching it the next morning because i had fell asleep but holy crap what was the deal the track was just well it just got rubbered down and and uh, the racetrack you know Massachusetts as, as far as that goes it's pretty known to have rubber tracks at times and i thought they did a really well you know really good job on on prepping the track and they actually tried to scratch it and get all the and get some loose dirt moving around there to make it where it didn't lay down rubber but uh you know it's just part of it. the wind was the wind came up about oh mid-afternoon and blew really hard and you know it's just so many variables when it comes to dirt track racing but it laid rubber pretty quickly and i think it was it was quicker than most people anticipated and they yeah and they uh so they all put two soft tires on. Right. And, you know, Sheldon got the lead right away and just started ripping away from those guys and driving away and smoking the tire and everything else. And, you know, I know Larson didn't win on Saturday, but uh, Larson didn't win on Saturday because of track prep and, and that situation that we were all in because I was surely impressed because I watched that feature from the infield that – when Sheldon blew by him and was spinning the tires and smoking the tires or whatever, I could see Larson just calm down and never smoked his tire one time that I seen. And that that race played out so long. You know, he Sheldon lost the lead, and then he got the lead, and then he just kind of rode and was taking care of his tires. And if they wouldn't have had six or seven restarts or whatever it was with six to go, mm-hmm. Larson would have won the race on one tire. It took Sheldon Honshield to, to win that race. Took two tires. Right. The second tire was wore smack dab out yeah, too. Yeah, I saw that. And you know, with four or five to go, Larson was still leading with that same tire, 
and was took very good care of it. And that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's just the restarts because they would do a restart. So basically they'd go another lap and a half, mm-hmm. but the lap didn't count because right. not everyone made the lap. So they'd back it up. Mm-hmm. So he probably put another six or seven laps on that tire that he wouldn't have had to put on if the race would have just went green. So pretty, pretty crazy that, that, that kid's that good, but you know, it yeah. shows what has he won 30 some races this year. So, but going back to the track prep, you know, they did what they could. They tried to scratch it. They tried to do everything. I've seen it before, the same scenario, and it's been about 10 years ago, and me and Carlton uh, were talking about it on Sunday. Pecola, Oklahoma, kind of had the same scenario happen a few years ago, and lots of flat tires. And you know what? Normally, and it played out this way, I've always said this, on a rubber down track, the first car to have a flat is the, no, the one the is the most beneficial because mm-hmm. – he gets to start the run back from the back on a new tire when everybody else is starting to They're give up. They're just getting slower and slower, and he's, and he's ready getting to faster go. and faster. Right. So, and if I think it finished, I think Sheldon was the first one. No, I'm sorry, Pittman was the first car to have a flat. Mm-hmm. Sheldon was the second car. Well, Sheldon won, Pittman ran second, and I think Pittman was just too easy uh, on that restart. You know, after he got his tire and just didn't didn't get at it quite quick enough but but at the pace they were burning through those second tires they could have very well lost those yeah sheldon was sheldon was longer. sheldon was bold at the end too right well hey with that being said let's take a let's take a break and uh we'll come back outlaw racing wings is a proud supporter of the wednesdays with wayne podcast outlaw racing wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints as well as for all types of wing karting Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. All right, we're back from that break. Uh, okay, you cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Because you needed I, a break, I guess. I, I wasn't realizing I was going to cut you off there. That's okay. I So I asked the question about Saturday leading into Sunday because I'm wondering if, with the track being so different between Saturday and Sunday, were you able to use anything from Saturday that you learned to transition into Sunday's race, or did the difference in track conditions uh, no, we definitely can transition, you know, from Friday to, you know, all the stuff accumulates, all the things that we do. Actually, we worked on our car, and we actually tightened the car up for Saturday or Sunday. And uh, with the track prep, it was pretty rough and wet and pretty gnarly, actually, at times. The curb got really, really big and really bitey. It'd bite you in the butt if you wasn't careful. But uh, right before the feature, they rolled all that down and tried to get it smooth, and, and they smoothed it out a lot. But it still had a few lips in it, and it would kind of bite you a little bit. But it wasn't nearly as bad. I mean, just that dirt, I don't know what it is about that dirt there at Houston's, but they flooded it. And I think they kind of went to a little far extremes and kind of messed up the heat races and qualifying stuff a little bit and didn't let the track get wide. But... Uh, it ended up not taking rubber, so they accomplished I something. I think that's what they were going for. So Sunday, your results, like we talked about at the beginning, they split the group, so I guess there were more cars on the second night. You ran in the first set of the first group for qualifying. You qualified 12th in your group. For the heat race, you started 6th in the second heat race, so at least you were not in the first heat race, thank goodness. Um, but you ran 6th again. And then you started 5th in the B and 
as luck has it, you finished fourth. I don't know what happened in that. I feel like there were there were variables there. You were in and you were out and you were in. Hey, you didn't watch the same race. I did. You need to take you need to take better notes. I did too. I'm getting the the nights mixed up then. Whatever. You ran fourth, which puts you 24th, the last qualifier into the A, and then you finished 17th, and that was kind of a crazy race too. Yep, it was. You know, going back to qualifying, we were 12th quick out of a half group, so half of 37, so what was that, uh, 18? Sure. So 12th uh, wasn't quite good enough. We needed to be 8th, so we needed to be four cars better to get in that. It's not an inversion, but it's still the first two rows of the heat race, which makes it a lot easier to transfer out of those heats. But anyway, <clears throat> started sixth in the second heat and got rolling there pretty good. It was, like I said, it was narrow off of four, and I got in the fence actually on the start of the race and then had to, had to calm down and uh, drove around there. And they had a caution flag, I don't know, with a few laps to go. And <clears throat> on the restart, I got a really good start and ripped around those, uh, I think it was uh, Austin McCarl and... Oh, I can't remember who. Oh, uh, uh, the 44 car. Starks. Starks. Got around those guys on the top, got to fourth, uh, down the back straightaway, and uh, the nine car missed the missed the corner, it looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he ran right through the middle of the track, and I was like, oh. So I felt like I could pounce on him, so I dove across the middle and lost all my momentum and mm-hmm. fell back to sixth. So... Looked like we were going to go somewhere in that thing, but it just goes back to that, you know, uh, a comment or, or a conversation that me and Rob had when I came back in after that heat race was, what were you doing? And I said, well, I was trying to get the nine car also. He's like, do you think you're going to drive by three outlaw cars in a half a lap? <laughs> he said, sometimes you just got to calm down and that's where we're talking about well, that it's I'm, like your old brain your old racing brain that you've been racing for years kind of takes over because it's that's how it used to work but now it's like well no, no. something i've really noticed i mean really learned just in the last week is uh you know going out law racing when i when we started this process i thought i've got to up my game and i've got to drive this car a hundred and fifty percent because I've always put in a hundred and ten. Right. So to compete at this level, I thought I needed to really amp this thing up and go as hard as I could. Well, come to find out, I am uh, needing to calm down because, and we'll go to the B main. But in the B main, I just slowed everything down in my mind, ran both pedals, concentrate on what I was doing. Actually, told myself that I was going to go slower and be more methodical in what I was doing. And if I didn't make the show, but then I knew that was too, that wasn't enough or whatever, just turn, turn it Try down, something different. turned it down a notch. <clears throat> and bo- lo and behold, we passed cars and the car drove 10 times better. I must've been thinking about the heat race. And I, I talked to Dom about the earlier, and I talked okay. to Dom, me and Dom talked about it a little bit on the, you know, kind of after the heat race. Cause I was a little flustered that, cause I was just, I mean, I was like, how did I, get to the transfer spot so easily and then lose it all so easily. So I was like, what did I do wrong? And then, so I was just talking to Dom and I was like, Hey, you tell me how much brake do you use? How much throttle do you use? Cause like when I race 360 cars, I'm flat out as hard as I can go 110% every lap. And he said, 
40% brake, maybe 60% throttle. So it just sunk into my head that I'm just overdoing this. Right. Like, we have 950 horsepower plus, and you can't use it all. So why am I trying to go as hard and as fast as I can, and, and it's just not working? So right. I slowed all that thing down. It felt much better. And uh, That is quite the progress. You just crazy. shared any of that with me just yet, felt, I like it. Just felt really much better in the B, and then... In the feature, um, yeah, I got, I and all that hard work. I don't know what happened there. I got Sammy'd a little bit, but uh, me and Sammy got together. I don't know on the fifth lap of the feature, and it uh, spun me around, and then when it spun around, it turned over. So, yep. And uh, it was just was that basically wings? Was that all? The, yeah, the it bit the wings and the wing ram, and not a lot of damage there. We got back in the work area, and then the boys got me fixed up. Uh, the wing ram was bent bad enough that I couldn't move the wing. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a minute for the feature uh, later on in the race. But, you know, and then we went back out. They got me fixed up, went back out, drove back by Sammy, was racing with Austin McCarl for a position. Me and Austin kind of touched wheels a little bit going down the back straightaway. And Sammy just smoked me in the left rear tire and blowed the left rear out. So I had to go back to the work area and uh, <laughs> got that thing fixed up. And went back out, and uh, when I was in, went to the work area, you know, Robin said, hey, open up your entry. Uh, so I went back out, opened up my entry, and I passed quite a few cars there and felt like I don't know what, how far we got up through there, but I felt like we passed a few cars, and then I just felt like we started to fade at the end because mm-hmm. when the fuel load came off, I couldn't move the wing. Okay. And I need to get the wing back to get dr- to drive the rear wheels in the ground more. So I just got loose at the end and faded, but uh, all in all, with all the crap that we had going on. You salvaged a 17th place finish out of flipping, flat blowing tire. a tire. I mean, that, that's and, not a bad night and just went, out of a bad night. And I honestly just ran that whole race with brake pedal, throttle pedal, way different than I've been doing. And uh, one, Rob, one, thing, one comment Rob wanted, or one... Made comment that he made to me was he wants me to wear the brake pads out every night where he has to put new ones in every day so that's your goal well it's just i think it just keeps a lot of the wheel spin out of these cars and it's just it's different in 360s you know that right. I, I never used a ton of brake in 360s so uh you know and i've raced a lot of 410 races before and i never used a ton of brake with that either but i think with these tires and the package we're in we're on it just takes a lot more finesse than what I've been given the car. Well, it sounds like you're on the way to getting there. Well, we're going to find out because uh, we got 16 races left to go and getting ready to come to some racetracks that I re- really enjoy racing, and hopefully I can put all that together for the fans that are around here and, and have a decent showing. I sure hope so. I'm so excited. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. 2020 hasn't brought a lot of things to look forward to, but I think you coming back to Lawton with the outlaws is pretty stinking exciting well so. one thing you asked me about that race saturday night and if anyone's seen my facebook post that uh everyone that's seen that race i said it is 2020 so <laughs> but the, the the saturday night race that was <laughs> yeah forever long i saw that that's what made me wake up and look up the race because i was like what happened so yeah you have yeah. to go back uh, on – I think you can see the highlights on YouTube or the World of Outlaws Facebook page if you didn't watch it. But Well, there was some excitement in the pit area. There was? Yeah. Uh, one of Shots' guys almost got run over. Oh, no. And uh, so that was exciting. And then 
Sheldon come through the pit area, and I was in there with with the girls. You know, we were watching from the infield, mm-hmm. and Sheldon come through around back by where we were at, and I had no idea he was coming, so I had to grab the girls out of the way because he come right through where I don't even know how he made it. There was a spot between a push truck and a and a three sixty. He just popped through. Well, he had a flat, and he mm-hmm. was trying to get back to the work area. And he popped through there, and I wasn't paying any attention because I didn't think anybody would come that way. Right. And so I had to gr- grab the girls and get them out of the way. So there was a lot of excitement going on with all those uh, pit stops, as oh, I you can say. Only imagine, so I made yeah. a couple of comments to a couple of the crew guys, you know, man, you guys are going to have to clean that up, I said, because the next thing you know, you guys will have to wear helmets in the pit area like the cup guys. So, <laughs> yeah, said, if we're going to have to be doing too many pit stops because that's a madhouse. Yeah, it was. But uh, yeah. I, I think they need more more than just a helmet, more like body armor down there. <laughs> that wouldn't help. Wait, well, hey, with that being said, let's go ahead and take another break and come back and do the question of the week and finish this. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits, or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, we're back. I have a question of the week for you, oh, as always. You probably got more than one question. I do, as always. And it's our good friend, Slick Rick. He has a question. We got to use Slick Rick every time or what? Not every time. And I've received a ton of great questions. It's just this, I try to like go through them somewhat in order that I receive them. So, and depending well, on... Well, I'm sure you're you getting more to. questions than you are... Weeks that we have. Yes. yes. That's why we're going to have a question and answer episode. Didn't you hear me last week? No, nah, I don't listen to Got you. my handy-dandy notebook that I just bought so I can get all <laughs> all um, like in order and ready to go. Mm. People you. have no idea how bad we wing this, do they? Bless your heart. If you're, you could be winging it. You have no idea how much work I put into it. <laughs> don't listen to him. Okay, so as I said, Slick has a question. Slick Rick has <laughs> a question. He said, with the evolution of sprint cars, safety to performance, is there anything from years past you wish the cars of today had? Airbags. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, you know, we, the, both have the have performance and safety has accelerated so much since I started racing. And, you know, and it still keeps... It keeps going. Um, I don't really know what I would say. You know, I think they're both pretty well. I mean, we're making, you know, I can remember one of the very first 410 sprint cars that I ever drove was in the early, oh, mid, I'll just say mid-90s, early to mid-90s. And I'll never forget it because um, Craig Davis, a friend of mine that I drove for, he bought a brand new Westmar engine. It made 770 horsepower. And it was the best engine that Westmar had ever made, 410 at that time. And the reason I knew it was a good one is because Andy Hillenberg was calling us trying to buy it. Uh, but we we needed it because that's the only motor we had. And now we're making 960 horsepower. So from 90, just say 95 to today, we're talking, what, 30 years? 30, what is that? No, I can't even do math. That's 25 years. So you know, to make another 200 horsepower plus or whatever to this point, that's, that's pretty good. And then, 
you know, I can remember when I first started racing, we had low back seats and the helmets weighed, I don't know what they weighed, but they were horribly heavy. And, you know, now the helmets are so light and the safety equipment, the seat belts and the seats, you know, that's one of the things that I can honestly say the seats have evolved so much because I remember having a low back seat and then just having a little foam headrest on the back of the cage, you know, no. you didn't have anything to, you didn't have anything to hold your head against or, now. Or keep your shoulders in. Yeah, nothing. Like it was yeah. just, you know, and there was a lot of, a lot of shoulder injuries and stuff back then and, um, shoulder blades and. And all kinds of stuff, but I th- I really think everything's evolved pretty well. I don't know what I would add to a car uh, that that we don't already have yet. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff out there that's you know that's coming that's going to make it safer and better. But if you want to talk about evolving, I feel like more than anything that what needs to happen for sprint car racing to evolve to be safer is the facilities need to go to work. And make better catch fences and right. and that kind of thing. There and work, has to be and a do, standard. And doing their part. And I feel like that a lot of tracks do, but a lot of tracks don't. So right. with that being said, I don't know if that helped, that answered your question, Rick. But uh, I think the performance and the safety has evolved quite a bit. you know. And I'm not sure if there would be anything that in my mind right off the top of my, or my head that I'd, that I'd want these cars to, to have. Yep. I thought that was a great question. So. Now for mine. This is a fun one. You're going to be like, I have no idea. But you should. Do you follow any celebrities on social media? And if so, who do you follow? None. Lies. I don't follow anybody. Surely you do, right? I don't follow anybody. You don't follow anybody? No. For real? Why want to follow somebody? Because they're interesting. I want to be the leader. You, uh, oh, okay. Well, just like I'm always like, did you see what Danica did today? And you're like... You're not friends with Danica, but did you see what she did today? <laughs> no. I don't follow anyone. I have a uh, lot of friends on Twitter. Oh, and, you have millions of friends, but, yes. And Facebook, but I don't follow... Well, I mean, I guess I guess I do follow people on Facebook and on Twitter. That's what I'm But asking. I don't... I like... It's not something I have to... No, I don't go look at somebody's page every day or... I'm not saying that. Do you follow any celebrity? See, if I ask you, then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I do. Well, I mean, I don't know. You want to say that Donnie Schatz is a celebrity? I follow him on Twitter, I think. And then, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, that's, I guess you could call that a celebrity, but you know, I didn't know. I don't like, know. I mean, I. that's what I'm saying. Like, you're talking about, like, movie stars. Or, like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Or, I don't know, anybody. No, I don't follow anybody like that as far as on their, I don't go stalk their Twitter or any of that stuff like you do. But You just have a bunch of random people that you don't even know on your social media. That's okay. <laughs> hey, see? You'd rather see what I've random got, people. Listen, I've got followers. Oh, <laughs> I get you. No, I don't know. I just, if, if something pops up or something, I see it or this, that, and the other, but... No, I don't really follow any celebrities. I mean, okay. Well, I just I thought it was know. an interesting question because I think there's people that do follow celebrities and people that don't. And I used to be in the camp of I was like, why would I follow a celebrity? And then my sister was like, you should follow celebrities, and I do. And now I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Well, if you're a celebrity and you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> maybe you should send me an email or something, and maybe I'll start following you. Okay. But well, I don't know who it would be. Great. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess just I, people that you know that have like similar interests to you. That would be a celebrity. I don't know. I don't know. even know what interest I have. I'm uh, so busy. Racing? My brain is fried <laughs> half the time. Racing and racing? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Okay. 
Well, that was a fun one. Random. But I'll tell you who I'll start following, though. Oh, okay. I'm going to start following Kenny Chesney because he's got a boat and he's always on the sand and toes oh, in the sand okay. and all that stuff. So, because that's all that's I dream about. The life that you that's want. That's all I dream about is having a boat. <laughs> that's not, not the life you have. And, and just never have to go anywhere, but just hang out on the boat with a drink with an umbrella. Okay. And I don't know how I'm always going to get money into my account doing that, but uh, that's, that's good to have goals. Yeah, I'm going to follow that guy. Okay. No, I bet I just follow his footsteps, but I can't sing. Well, he's bald on top. You could be getting there. Part of it. <laughs> hey, I get ba- that more. That if I get as bald as he is, I'll wear a ball cap just like he does all the time. Perfect. So okay. I'm following him. Look at that. Jeez. Okay. You. Have I want to know something. No, no. Yeah, I do have something to add. Since we're talking about following, I want listeners, our listeners, to tell me who they think I need to follow. Oh, okay. There you go. Good question. You need to let him know who he should be following on social media or someone that you follow that we would be interested in following. That, that'd that be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there you go. If you don't have anything else to add, I have to add that we are getting reviews like I asked, and I'm so happy. Thank you all for submitting reviews on the podcast. I was going to read another one tonight. We got one that is from the Copenhaver family. Sorry if I butchered your name. They said, great content. Found this podcast today, and I just want to say it is awesome. Been listening to a couple of pods now. Cannot wait for future content. Keep up the good work both on and off the track. So thank you so much for submitting that review. And if you want to send us an email at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com, I would be happy to send you some merch. Um, And anybody else that has submitted a review, if you want to let me know that you've done that or go do it now, send me an email. And I'm happy to send you uh, some goodies in the mail. So, Well, some new stuff that we're going to start doing. Mm-hmm. We had started this podcast, and we talked about having guests more frequently. Well, it's kind of hard to do with our schedules the way it is. So we're going to start working on trying to at least have one guest a month. That's right. And work that in. So we think we can make that happen. It's just logistics and trying to make sure we have somebody and that's why i have the handy dandy notebook i'm I, gonna be organized handy dandy. just wait <laughs> where has that came from uh blues clues when our girls were little oh okay handy dandy <laughs> note. yeah that's right that's right steve on blues clues and his yeah, handy dandy i remember notebook. i, I okay. knew i'd heard handy you're dandy like notebook. where did this come from yeah okay so yes with that said i also have more stuff planned because this is the 32nd episode and we keep saying we're going to go live. So I really think I'm going to try to make that happen more regularly or just happen at all. So stay well, tuned. You're going to have to get a studio of some sort because I'm pretty sure the square table and the, laundry, and the laundry room and, the, and this, that, and the, <laughs> the other. closet. When we do these podcasts. We're going to have to do the podcast live. We're just going to do live on the road or at the track or something like that. Don't you worry about the logistics. You, we just fly by the seat of our pa- pants. Remember, this is no big deal. <laughs> there's no, there's no hard work into this. Not for me. It's not. Other than when you want to do this, me when just all saying, I want to do hey, is take a nap. Wake up. We have to podcast. Okay, guys. So don't forget to follow along with our adventures at Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact us anytime on email at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com or. You can call and text the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. We love to get your voicemails and questions of the week, so send them there. 
And like always, I've asked you to rate, review, and subscribe, and you guys are doing great. We're at 55. I want to be to 100, so we're getting there. Progress. Well, was you, you at 54 last week or no, what? No, it was like at 53 or 52. Oh, wow. Way. That's a big deal. Awesome. But you know, it's not something else, Don't worry about something all that else. Work. I think we should do because I seen a very funny, oh, no, he's adding a very stuff. funny video that I seen. So mm-hmm. if you guys have any funny videos that you want to share, well, are we going to be like AFV now? Yeah, sure. But <laughs> I, no, because because these are political videos. Oh no! Oh no! You didn't see the rioter no, no, no. that was in Milwaukee or Portland or wherever it was with the dumpster. No, that threw oh. the fireball. And he got his feet on fire, and then somebody added the footloose music <laughs> to it. Have you seen that? No. Oh, oh my God. So, I'm sure you'll show it to so me. So, guys, if you haven't seen that, you have to go look it up. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I think it's in Portland. Uh, one of the rioters threw a fireball, and it ended up catching his feet <laughs> on fire. And then someone added the footloose music to it. You have to go look it up, because if you want some, you want to laugh and feel good, that's hilarious. You might be delirious. It may be time for you to go to sleep. I am tired. Okay. Anything else? No, just uh, keep listening, and I guess we'll uh, see you next week. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks. <laughs>